Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Prue, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today I'm going to talk all about addressing fear. Addressing fear around change. Fears maybe around your body changing and recovery. Fears about how you might cope with unpredictable eating events, such as spontaneous birthday cake eating episodes. Fear about what might happen if you don't do a certain number of steps, if your weight goes over a certain number. All these things that can evoke so much fear, so much, so many thoughts around a loss of control and feeling very unsafe. So when you have an eating disorder, you're often trying to find a sense of control. Often life feels unpredictable, scary, and possibly overwhelming and out of control. So controlling your body or portions or macros or grams or steps, it gives you a feeling of safety and certainty, at least temporarily. And many of my clients will sometimes say, the eating disorder really simplifies my life. It makes me feel safe. It gives me something to focus on that just feels a lot more manageable because of some of the bigger problems just feel too much, too overwhelming. So it's so common in recovery that you might feel absolutely terrified of your body changing when you recover and you could feel really terrified as well of giving up disordered eating behaviours. An unplanned eating episode can leave you convinced maybe that your weight has gone up, that your clothes feel tighter, And you're also probably going to look for the evidence and likely find it if you've got that kind of mindset. But on the other hand, things often go more smoothly when we give up control and instead allow things to happen. And we can invest vast amounts of energy planning everything out to the letter, but it's almost impossible to win. You can always almost feel even more out of control And it takes so much emotional energy to have all of those plans, all those rigid timetables in place. It causes a lot of stress and anxiety. So you can invest so much energy in trying to plan out everything to the letter. It doesn't work out and then you feel even more out of control. Now I think about control issues with parenting my teenagers. I might have a very clear idea about what I would like them to do in terms of their homework, their sleep, their socialising, etc. And sometimes I can be a bit rhino and dogmatic in voicing my ideas about what might work. Now, although my teens need guidance, the push of my over-control can actually make things feel worse. They tend to probably become rebellious, secretive, rather than when I'm trusting them and allowing them to make their own choices, of course within reason and within boundaries, but allowing them to kind of lean into that self-trust, respecting their decisions and giving them the space. They can then step much more into that empowering place and do things from their own self, their own voice, their own autonomy, allowing them to do it. Now thinking back to my eating disorder days, I would strictly plan out every morsel with my own internal sense of control and I would often stick to that temporarily and then I would break the control by having a biscuit maybe that was offered to me and because of the rules I was holding myself to 
This would feel very wrong, as though I'd committed a terrible crime. I would automatically feel guilty and out of control by stepping over that line. I would then imagine my body expanding and all terrible things happening. Seeing the pattern of events, the fear attached to all of this, and the interpretation of the event being very distorted and unhelpful was a good way in to be able to begin to make things change. Because actually, holding myself to those unrealistic standards of control, actually, it's just impossible to stick to. So I've noticed personally that things tend to go much more smoothly when I let go of control, when I allow them to happen instead of making them happen. Leaning into the self-trust can often be a very scary thing and an unknown thing to do when you have an eating disorder. So I'm going to talk about three ways to help you surrender and to begin to let go of control. So number one, you try to control things because of what you think will happen if you don't control. In other words, control is rooted in fear. You catastrophize, you fortune tell, and you predict the future with great angst. So with my children, I'm assuming sometimes that if I don't intervene, that they won't do their homework. Then they will get behind and not get good grades, etc. When in fact, letting go of the control, allowing them to kind of do their homework when they are feeling motivated and inspired, which hopefully is going to happen at some point, it allows them to make those wise decisions themselves, at least some of the time. So if I ate a biscuit or two in the past, I might predict a whole array of body changes. I might go to the mirror and think that I can see the evidence. And of course, if we're looking for the evidence in that way, I'll probably inevitably find the evidence, feel bad, and then probably punish myself. So much fear going on here though, no trust. But is it even true? You know, maybe your fears are unfounded. What if a biscuit makes no difference at all and your fear is blocking the change? What if you can eat a biscuit freely and enjoy it and move to a place of allowing? What if you can experiment and try and find the biscuit that you really enjoy that brings you pleasure? What if you can trust yourself to experiment? So many of your fears, your what ifs, are unrealistic, catastrophic and basically just not true. So be really careful of the stories you're telling yourself around your rules and control because probably a lot of the over control you have in place is not really necessary and you're causing yourself a lot more angst. Number two, two, control is a result of being attached to a specific outcome. An outcome we're sure is best for us as if we always know what's best. So one helpful way to look at this is when we can trust ourselves that we're gonna be okay no matter what circumstances come our way, we don't need to micromanage the universe. We can begin to let go and we can open ourselves up to all sorts of wonderful possibilities that wouldn't have even been there or in our awareness if we weren't sort of on what we considered to be our right path. So you may be aware of the story of the Chinese farmer, which illustrates this point very well. So once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer whose horse ran away that evening, all his neighbours came around to commiserate. They said, we're so sorry to hear your horse has run away. This is most unfortunate. And the farmer said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back, bringing seven wild horses with it. And in the evening, everybody came back and said, 
Oh, isn't that lucky? What a great turn of events. You now have eight horses. And the farmer again said, maybe. The following day, his son tried to break one of the horses and while riding it, he was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbours then said, oh dear, that's too bad. And the farmer responded, maybe. The next day, the conscription officers came around to conscript people into the army and they rejected his son because he had a broken leg. Again, all the neighbours came around and said, isn't that great? Again, he said, maybe. So the whole process of nature is an integrated process, process of immense complexity and it's really impossible to tell whether anything that happens, is it, is it whether it's good or bad because you never really know what will be the consequence of the misfortune or you never know what will be the consequences of the good fortune. So we often assume that something's going to be bad, terrible, that we're going to hate it and we don't really, really know. We make a lot of assumptions there and we kind of cling to our old beliefs. We cling on to how we see things and it can keep us very trapped. So how do you know that change in your body is going to be so terrible? How do you know that being more nourished and letting go of disordered eating behaviours is going to make you feel worse? You could actually feel infinitely better. You could manage the changes in your body if they happen with far greater ease and flow than you realise. And you just need to give yourself the chance. You're, you're imagining the ferocious bear lingering in the shadows and devouring you in one bite. Imagining that your dissatisfaction levels with your body will rise to a crescendo rather than imagining a body that is energised and purposeful and strong. So you don't really know until you try. And you probably thought that a smaller body was the answer to all your problems. How you know this wasn't really true. Trying to control your body and to achieve this outcome hasn't really been the recipe for success and joyful living. So letting go of the control and leaning into what works for your body could bring you into a much more aligned place. I know when I was thinner, I felt insignificant, cold, distracted, yawning all the time, weak, focused on food. My sense of humour was just non-existent. And when I was weight restored, the mental benefits were immense, truly immense. Having energy, being able to laugh again, having purpose, being able to connect with others in the moment. It blew the old way of coping out of the water. But I wasn't able to experience that without experimenting and letting go of control and just seeing what was going to happen. And I know this isn't easy, but sometimes we need to take a step in that direction just to find out. So number three, the energy of surrender accomplishes much more than the energy of control. Now I think this is slightly different for everyone, but here's what control mode looks and feels like for me. When I'm in a really over controlling mode, my vision gets very narrow and focused, my breathing is shallow, adrenaline is pumping and my heart rate increases. My mind shifts from topic to topic and from past to future very quickly and it's restrictive, it's often obsessive. I have little concentration, poor memory and almost no present moment awareness. In surrender mode, I'm much more calm and peaceful and I go with the flow, breathing deeply, present in the moment and I can see clearly that my vision extends out around me, allowing me to literally see the bigger picture. So the great irony is that attempting to control things actually feels less in control when I'm micromanaging 
and obsessing over details, I know I'm in my own way. So how do we surrender? Surrender literally means to stop fighting. Stop fighting with yourself. Stop fighting the universe and the natural flow of things. Stop resisting and pushing against reality. Surrender equals complete acceptance of what is, plus faith that all is well, even without my input. It's not about inaction, it's about taking action from that place of surrender energy. If letting go of control and surrendering not only feel better, but actually produce better results, then how do we do that? Sometimes it's as easy as noticing that you're in control mode and just choosing to let go consciously and deliberately, shifting into the surrender energy. For example, when I'm aware that I'm in over control mode, I imagine sometimes that I'm in a small boat paddling upstream against the current. It's hard, it's a fight. That's what control mode feels like to me. When I choose, I can let go and surrender. I visualize the boat turning around, me dropping the oars and floating downstream. I'm gently pulled, no effort necessary on my part, simply breathing and saying, let go of the oars is usually enough to get me there. Also, it's really helpful to perceive the universe as a friendly place. So Einstein said, the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. I truly believe in a friendly universe. I like to hold the belief for myself that everything is always working out for me. I like to hold the belief that I can trust myself to deal with whatever life throws at me. I trust that everything is working out for the good. I trust that I'm safe, that I'm calm, that all is well. I believe 100% in a friendly universe. Being receptive and allowing things to happen is a skill that can be practiced and improved upon. It helps to believe in a friendly universe. One is supporting you at every turn so that you don't have to worry yourself over the details. And I know as well, this is much harder if you have had a lot of trauma, a lot of things in your background which have triggered you to be in that fight flight response a lot. It's really hard sometimes to be trusting and faithful that everything's working out. But this is something that you can work towards. I've definitely become so much better over the years at being able to self-soothe and feel calm and to look after myself and to make my nervous system, my body feel safe, okay? And this is something that you can learn too. So we can always choose to do things the easy way or the hard way. We can muscle through or we can let go of the oars and let the current carry us downstream. There is a peaceful yet focused energy that accompanies holding the intention of what we would like, but not forcing ourselves to do it. And this energy is magic. So I'm still a work in progress, but I'm allowing it to become a habit instead of making it a habit. So I hope that gives you a few thoughts and that you can take on some of these messages of surrender in your own recovery rather than having to battle through, rather than having to assume that everything's going to turn out really badly and that you're not going to be able to cope and that the universe is unfriendly. Think about surrendering and trusting, trusting yourself, trusting the universe, trusting that it's all going to work out. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. For further support for your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. If you enjoy this podcast, 
be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.